Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. It's a bit of a drizzly day out here in horrible Nevada, and I'm in pain. Leicester's in pain. I've been in pain for a couple days. I mentioned it feels like, like a pinched nerve. I don't know what it is. I don't. Um, it, but it's annoying. And unfortunately, naproxen has no effect on it. So I got to figure out which of the various NSAIDs will deal with this type of pain. But the fact that naproxen does not work, doesn't bode well, it usually means it's nerve-related. So if it's truly nerve-related, salves, certain salves may or may not work. And I have a patch, and the patch doesn't do any good either. So this is a different level thing, and it's distracting when I have conversations. I was very irritated working my first endeavor, trying to get stuff done because they are just, they're already infuriating in their inefficiency to get stuff done. I'll give you an analogy. I think it's a fun story to tell at the jump, and then we'll jump into cryptocurrency, and this won't take long. So here's the thing, right? When, let's say you buy a car. If you're going to buy a car, you have certain expectations with that car. One of those expectations is that you will get keys, right? Because, duh. Well, the analogy of what I'm dealing with is you go to this business, right? You go to the dealer, you sign the paperwork, you get it all done. And the next thing you know, you're ready to, you sign on the final line and they're like, okay, where's the keys? Well, we didn't really order keys. It didn't know you needed keys. I mean, we can order them, but I'd come back from back east. Doop, doop, doop. You're like, that doesn't make any damn sense. Why would you sell a car without keys? Well, it's just part of the process. Fine, order the damn keys. I need them quick because I need to drive my car home. So they order the keys. They deliver them to the dealer. You try to you try to open the car. It doesn't work. Okay, it's not working. Well, we didn't really program the keys. I mean, he didn't ask us to program them. You just said to give us keys. It's like, dude, fix the shit so I can drive my car, right? So then, <laughs> all right, so they do all this stuff. Comes back, you you get in the car, you notice, you try to turn it, nothing happens. Turns out, there's no 12-volt battery in the car. 
Well, we don't, you didn't ask for a 12 volt. I mean, you know, we just have to order it because we're in back east. That's what I'm dealing with. Like everything is this incremental stupid thing instead of the focus on the outcome that I prefer. Everything is this nonsense back to forth and it pisses me off. So I was snapping at people because I'm in pain, dire amounts of pain dealing with stupid people. And I had to break myself from swearing at people. That's how bad this is. So separately from that, Everything's done as far as the car now, speaking of cars, to where I can get out of here. And if you're new, by the way, welcome. I've been fighting to get out of the horrible state that is Nevada. And I was trying to find a house that I could rent. And the houses, they all have stupid screening requirements. So I'm going to be stuck in a very much smaller apartment. And I'm not looking forward to it. But if only for temporary, I have to kind of do it. So I am apparently good to go to get the hell out of here this weekend. And that's the plan. But then this whole business with my pain really makes me a little bit nervous because there's weather situations and with the pain, it feels like it might be distracting and I don't want to, you know, like spin off the road or something. So, but I don't want to delay any further because I don't want to pay more rent. So that's where I'm at on the personal side. Let's speak some crypto. No transition here today. We'll jump right into it. Hopefully you are enjoying, however brief, the pumps that we recently encountered. And if you'd like to follow along with where I'm talking, I am referring specifically to, I use coindesk.com. And I always look at Ethereum and I look at the month chart because the month chart gives me a sense of where we're going. And there's a lot more green than red. This is a good sign. We're looking good. We had a low of 1,600 after a pretty darn low of 14 some odd, high of just shy of 1,800. Everything's looking really good. Do I think we're at the true bull run yet? I say no, but there's a caveat to that. Bear with me. Looking at Bitcoin then, Bitcoin still has an iffy sentiment. People are buying in and there's a little bit of confidence. And because Bitcoin is running up, it means everything else is on the positive. So Bitcoin looks good for now. I don't see any concerns based on the graph movement. Seems like we're going to have some upward trend. The expectation is that if Bitcoin can sustain the 26,000 mark for a period of time, then we may see a run up. I still see that this run won't sustain and that we'll go back down before we actually hit the true run. That's what I see. Uh, based on the graph movements of everything. And it doesn't feel like the strength is quite back yet. feels like that the pumps, and maybe that's just profit taking, maybe some of it's liquidation, maybe some of it's taxes. Point is, I do see that there will be positive action later. I'm saying that the runs we see right now, from what I can tell today, and this is just my opinion, I don't believe this will sustain. I think we're going to have a little bit of down pressure. I think it may get to the point where we end up like with Ethereum, we may break down beneath the $1,000 mark. Hopefully not. Hopefully we do sustain this, but some time needs to pass. We really need to see what April looks like before we can truly assess whether or not we can hit a bull run and sustain it long-term. Some news real fast. So the Euro Parliament recently approved an act, and this act refers to data sharing, but it also has some very interesting verbiage inside the act that has some people a little bit nervous and they call it a kind of a kill switch. So the way this is potentially supposed to work and some projects already have this, but the way that this is potentially supposed to work is they want to require any smart contract to have quote internal functions, which can reset or instruct the contract to stop or interrupt the operation. Especially it should be assessed under which conditions non-consensual termination or interruption should be permissible. Let me translate what that's trying to do. 
Today, if I were to do a send, let's say that you got scammed, you didn't know it, but you got scammed. Somebody said, you know, go ahead and connect your wallet here and do a send of your Ethereum and we will return something to you or an airdrop or it's a scam. Let's say you didn't know it's a scam though. The problem is if you do that, you're not getting your stuff back. And a lot of people have had their stuff taken because of this nature. This is trying to add a layer of protection for people that says that you have to be able to reverse the transaction. You have to be able to cancel the transaction. You have to be able to stop what's happening. There has to be some way to do that. Now, I have two schools of thought about this. Number one, doing this flies in the space of descend because that means the developers would have total control over the ability to stop a transaction, even if the transaction is legit. Number two, this assumes that the person is smart enough to catch it, right? And then separately, let's say 2.5. This will slow down transaction speeds. Now, some may say, well, it's worth doing it to keep people safe. I don't have an opinion about that. I'm simply sharing that there's a lot more to it than just putting it in the contract. We basically applications, entire applications have to be rebuilt in order to take advantage of this. And I don't know that it's really going to make that much of a difference because at the end of the day, education, I think is the best way to keep people safe. I've said that before, and I maintain that to be the case today. A separate note, I'll talk quickly about uh, the USDC fiasco very recently. If you didn't know, USDC recently lost its peg. It went down as far as into the 80 cents range. It's since recovered. It is now very close to its dollar peg. And as people started jumping into Bitcoin, it got a little bit of pressure, but has been holding reasonably steady ever since recovering. Leister here at CryptoTalkRadio.net was one who actually did make a little bit of profit, arbitrage profit, because I was able to buy and stack a bunch of it at the lower price. And then of course it's guaranteed profit. So that was pretty cool. And then I used that profit in order to balance out my portfolio a little bit more, get some more uh, Ethereum because I certainly needed some there. And then some other projects I have got me some BNB. So I'm sitting pretty good. And then I just have to wait as I benefit from the profit climb that I take for profits. But other people were not necessarily so fortunate. Some people might've been nervous because all across social media, there was claims that USDC was dead. It was not going to recover. It's not worth doing. It's too risky. And I felt, in my opinion, USDC is ubiquitous. It was not going to go away. It is one of the very few stable coins that has, by and large, the trust of the federal government. Now, I say trust, and I put that in double quotes, because as we know, the government does not want cryptocurrency to succeed. We know that to be the case. So I'm not suggesting for any moment that it's a, quote, legal deal. I'm saying that for the most part, for whatever reason, the United States government has left USDC alone which gave me enough confidence to try to make some arbitrage profit. And I was successful in that avenue and was able to get some more uh, into other projects that I was looking to have my eye on. So that's really cool. So then separately, as we see some of these climbs, we also see some projects who are crapping as a result. And I want to talk about that really quick and I'll wrap up. This will be a short episode today. When you see a run up on Ethereum, a run up on Bitcoin and certain projects go down, I want to just explain a couple of things that people may not be aware of. When you have a project, you have a token project. They are paired liquidity pairs, two different tokens or coins, whether that's Ethereum, DAI, BNB, USDC, USDT, whatever. They're paired to something. What happens is some of these projects are actually paired to another volatile asset. So let's take Luna, Luna Classic. Luna Classic was actually paired to UST or USTC now. So what happens is as Luna Classic craps out, USTC also has some price dips and is not able to recover. This is why you didn't see nearly as much of a run-up 
on USDC or Luna Classic based on these recent pumps, as you might have expected. That's because they're pretty much interdependent on one another, and the Bitcoin was separated to a significant degree. That's part of the reason it lost its peg in the first place. Other projects, though, they may be paired to other losing assets. So if you take Libera as an example, Libera was paired to Binance USD. Binance USD was a stable asset, but Binance USD, by and large, was backed by other assets that may or may not be in a positive trend. Separately to this, Libera, the token itself, was on the downward decline. So if you have a stable asset paired in the liquidity and the core asset is crapping, you're going to have more of a dump than you might have expected. What I'm saying is, is that you can really measure the strength of a project by its performance when things are running up. If they strongly run up because of Ethereum running up, you can feel reasonably confident that their liquidity is in a good spot. But if they're going down when everything else seems to be going up, you should really ask the question whether or not they are secure and safe projects. It's very similar to what happens with the banks. With the banks, you don't necessarily know if they're solvent. You don't know if they're going to last the long term. You don't know if they're going to crap and crash. You, you just can't know. Similar with tokens. And all you can really do is try to assess the health of the liquidity for a given project. Assess the health of the volume. Is there active volume? Some projects have decent liquidity and no volume, believe it or not. You, it doesn't matter if it's buys or sells. You kind of want a healthy blend of buys and sells. You certainly don't want excessive buys. You don't want excessive sells. I know that seems weird, but you really want the balance. So volume plays a factor. Liquidity plays a factor. A lot of these projects, unfortunately, lean on Telescam. And when they lean on Telescam, if you notice, the vast majority that rely on Telescam heavily start to fail. And I believe, in my opinion, that when you just do Telescam and you don't act like a real business, it doesn't matter what you do in terms of all the gimmicks and NFTs and crap that you throw out there. You're not able to appeal to those outside of the bubble. There are people on the sidelines right now waiting to get into cryptocurrency, watching what's happening for the right opportunity to buy in. And if your project is not easily accessible, and I'm not talking Telescam, I'm talking a regular website, good white paper, good fundamentals, they're not going to buy into your crap. They're going to go straight to the generic ones, Ethereum, Bitcoin, for the most part. That's okay. I would rather somebody who's new, and if you're new, welcome. I would rather somebody who's new get into something that is not going to rip them off, kind of get their feet wet, you know, play the field a little bit, get comfortable with the flow of how to do this before you get into garbage projects. That's my opinion anyway. The last bit, and it's just a brief mention about what's going on. So Elizabeth Warren has been attacking essentially Jerome Powell because of some of the statements and policies of Jerome Powell that she believes contributed to the crash and burn of these banks. The truth is the banks have always been regulated. They were going to fail no matter what. Greed got in the way. That's the same problem we have with cryptocurrency. When greed gets in the way, things fail. So crypto is not going to succeed as long as you got greedy people who don't seem to care about fundamentals. Just like with the banks. If there's no other lesson to be learned from the fiasco, it is that. We should not welcome excessive greed above and beyond fundamentals in cryptocurrency for the same reason we shouldn't welcome it in the banks. As long as we do, it's not going to get anywhere in fast. We're not going to succeed. Bitcoin has an opportunity to go somewhere, folks, and I'd like to see it get there. We're not going to do that until we get rid of the garbage. I'd like to see less reliance on Telescam, but that's a wish list item. In the meanwhile, keep watching the graphs, keep watching what's going on, because again, I suspect. We're going to go down one more, one more good one. 
you know, I, I don't think we're on the run yet, but keep an eye because maybe I could get that wrong. I just think we've got a little bit of ways to go, and I do think we'll be fine on the other side. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.